Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to see you. Uh, yeah, you too. I feel you like we too. haven't done this in a minute. Uh, it's been a week. It's been like one week. That's it. S- so long without seeing you. My it's because Julian hasn't said anything stupid. So we haven't, we had, haven't had anything else to talk about. <laughs> we haven't had to do anything. I know. Uh, I shouldn't say stupid. That's rude. I feel bad. Everybody's got little kids. You're not allowed to say stupid. But are you not allowed to say stupid anymore? That's a uh, thing. You've never like how you always when you have little kids, you're you'll learn this. You guys start having babies. That's one of the first things you gotta tell your kids is you can't say stupid. It's like a curse word for little kids. Oh God. I'm gonna be the worst mom. I'm gonna be like <laughs> Stop being fucking stupid, kid. You're, you're talking. To the, you're talking to the guy that taught his daughter how to open a wine bottle when she was eight. So that's my kind of parenting. Hey, look, I, it's, it. I have two kids. Here's the trick. I'm gonna give you. Here's your parenting advice when your kids okay. are old enough, Nikki. So when you have two, what you do is you teach one of them how to open it, and if you're really talented like I am, you teach them how to actually mix drinks. But that's an entirely different story. Hmm. Um, you teach them how to open the wine bottle, but you teach them both how to pour with Ooh. me so far. So okay. what you do is the first one pours you a glass and then they go off and play. And then you call the other kid. Now that kid thinks you're still on glass one. Uh, you're, right? You're with me? Yes. So you can get four to six glasses in before anybody starts counting your drinks. It's Ooh. great. Yes. God, this is like, this is next level. You've leveled up as a dad. I have. have. Sure. For sure. (laughs) They're old enough. They're old enough to count better now, though. So it doesn't work anymore. But (laughs) it it works, you know, when they're middle, you know, middle school and below. It's a great. Got it. Okay. Great trick. Cool. Great trick. So we're uh, tonight. We are taking questions from our Patreon group. And uh, I guess you could call them followers, fans, friends. Anything that starts yeah. with an F. I don't know. <laughs> Friends is my favorite. I honestly, like when we first signed up for Patreon, I was like, no, I don't know. Like who is going to want to like talk to us and hang out with us? It seems silly. Stu- I was going to say stupid, but did you see how I retracted that? You did. That was good. So I'm you learning. Learned. You're good. I'm learning nice on the fly. Yep. Um, but no, I actually, ever since we started it over the summer, like I have loved our little Patreon community because it just, you know, obviously we interact with people online and I love when people, you know, tag us on Instagram that they're listening to the podcast and stuff like that. But I don't know, the Patreon community just feels like intimate and we get to have real conversations with them. We, we had a Zoom call with them. We should do that again because that was yep. really fun. Um, and it's it's just a really neat group of people that you kind of you get to like deep dive with a little bit more than you normally could on like Instagram or Facebook or any of those other platforms. So we reached out to them and we um, asked for like just a little Q&A, like what what questions do you have that we can answer this was right before the Jillian Michaels episode. So there are a couple like Jillian Michaels follow-up questions, but there's also just some like generic random stuff about us, uh, the open coming up, CrossFit, life. You get it. Well, I'm here for it. I'm kind of choking. I like I took a sip of my drink and it went down the wrong pipe. So I don't have the Rona, Ooh. but because I can smell it and it's very strong. <laughs> But, Isn't that like so 2020 when you're like, oh, oh my God, I just like swallowed spit down the wrong tube and now everyone's going to think I have the Rona. Dude, I, but we've been talking about this all week. I would rather shit my pants than cough in public. I'm not uh-huh. kidding. And, uh-huh. and I, have, I have all these little quirks now that I never had before because I'm anxiety ridden. Like I get up in the morning <laughs> and I open my coffee bag and I smell it to make sure I still have a sense of smell. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, it's miserable. This is a miserable yeah. year. In I've seen some like the, the scariest memes I've seen are like the ones that have been like, 
like, you know, when I knew that I had the Rona was when I couldn't taste my morning coffee. And I'm I, like, <gasps> look, oh. I work in an essential business. I have a hundred employees and I've got 20% of them out sick. <gasps> Are you and serious? At any given time, 20% of my workforce out. And pro- I probably shouldn't say they're all sick. I probably have 10% of those are out on quarantine. Then you have the other 10% that are just off. But anyway, um, but almost everyone, almost everyone has said to me, their very first clue was they lost their sense of smell. So now every day I get up, I'm smelling my coffee to make sure I can smell it. At the end of the day, I'm, you know, smelling bourbon or wine or whatever. Uh, (laughs) I know I can smell it. Oh my God, I can can smell my bourbon. It's so good. So yeah, anyway, so I'm not dying. I'm just coughing because I drank too fast. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's jump into the questions. What we got first? Okay. So the first one um, is from Andrea Miologos. I love that last name. I hope I'm saying it right because I feel very fancy when I say mm. it. But she's, um, she's fancy. She is? She is? Okay, good. I can fancy. relate. Yes. Um, this is interesting, and I'm excited to hear your take on this. So her question is, now that the topic of inclusion and diversity within our community has been brought to light, do you guys feel as though there's been any change yet? And who are some that you feel are leading the way and making a difference? Who are those that you feel aren't, but should? Aren't, but should. Ooh, a three-part question. Yes. Um, so first, do you feel like you've seen any of those changes coming yeah, out I've seen, yet? I've seen some. I mean, that you know, they just put out the message. They're, they're putting together a panel. You know, I guess I'm going to call it a panel, but they're putting together a group to start working on diverse. You know, he's, you know, new guy Eric's calling it uh, DEI, diversity uh, equity and inclusion. I think that's the right order. It might be DIE. I forget which. I don't think it's DIE. I hope it's then, not DIE. Maybe. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys hear from the die board yet? Yeah. Did we hear from the board that's going to murk you? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so, you know, people can apply for that. You had to submit an application to be a part of it. And so they're looking for people within the community to, to do that. So that'll be interesting to see what comes from that. Um, you know, I saw the commercials during the games. I thought that was a good move. They got the scholarship program. So yeah, they've certainly started to make inroads in that. I think they've, you know, they've um, brought in some notable CrossFitters. I mean, we talked to Neil as part mm-hmm. of that group, um, you know, Meredith Root, you know, as part of that group. So I think there's, you know, certainly some things they're trying to do. It's, it's like, particularly in any corporation and a company, you know, it's still a company, even though it's a community, it's still a company and it's very big, you know, however many, what do we got? 13,000 affiliates, 15,000. Yeah. Um, it takes a while to like, it's like a freight train almost like you got to stop it before you can move it. You know? Right. And so I, I'm sure that's part of it. So I, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic to give them time to do the things they need to do to make notable change within the community. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I view it as a, it's kind of a long, for me, it's a long-term conversation that needs to be had. I, you know, I, I, I think it would be wrong to come in and say, all right, we're just going to, you know, cut the head off and, and start over. I think there's so many great things going on in our community and so many great parts of the community and people within the community that, you know, it's not like this is a shitty community and we got to fix it. I, you know, right. I think we just need to start bringing some things to light and start having a conversation. You know, I, I had a conversation with a guy the other day who was kind of lighting me up and uh, mad at the world, I might add. 
and it was going on and on and on about all the things that are wrong within CrossFit and all the things they need to fix. I'm like, you know, you don't fix the world by coming in and tell everybody how bad they are. Right. You know, you got to start, you know, finding the things that do we do well together and the, the things that we have mutually in common and help people understand that they like you as a person and they, they think they understand who you are. And then you start building on that. And then people are more willing to, you know, look at your side, you know, as opposed to just, you know, if you just start coming in and shouting, well, this group of people are racist, you can have a hard time getting them to listen to you. Totally. You sure. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that he's um, going to move down the right route and, and get the right things done. I would like to see, you know, my hope is what we see is support for the affiliates for me that ultimately I, that's what I would like to see. Um, I think the games will sort themselves out. I think the open will sort itself out. Like the, the sport of CrossFit will sort itself out. Best athlete wins, you know, um, I would just like to see more support and training and development for the affiliates to understand how to be really inclusive, how to be, how to really understand what diversity looks like. Cause it's not just black and white and Asian and whatever right. it's, you know, it's, there's so many, so many facets of inclusion. Um, and the more training we can give the affiliates, the better off. Um, it's kind of that simple for me. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that idea of, of support for the affiliates on a, like on a training and resource level. I also, I also do think that, really great change has been sparked and is on its way to, you know, developing into a full flame. It definitely takes time and I'm willing to give CrossFit that time as long as we continue on this proper path, which so far looks like we are. What I would like to see is continued conversation almost on like the casual level, on like the daily level. You like, you know, when, when they're thinking about what to post on Instagram, like, why not have it be a continuation of this ongoing conversation? It's not like you need to sit there and really think out a Black Lives Matter post. Like, how are we going to say it? And what are we going to do? I would really love just like casual conversation about like, hey, Black Lives Matter, this is still a thing. And let's talk about it in this way or in that way. Like, just make it a part of everyday life and everyday conversation. And it's so normal and it's not like a taboo thing. And I got to figure out how to say it. It's like, no, like this is what we stand for. We believe in equal rights for everyone. And I just want to talk about it. So let's like continue that conversation on a casual level. I would love for uh, CrossFit as a brand and organization and, and a lot of big brands and organizations that took a great stand earlier this year when we needed them to, and we saw things really, you know, getting hot and heated with, everything that was going on in this country. I want to see that conversation continue when we don't wake up tomorrow and be like, Oh, remember when black lives matter was a thing, right. You know, that, that we're constantly in it. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, um, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting you bring up black lives matter. Um, you know, Eric has actually said that a couple of times. He's actually used the term, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the first time you've heard anyone in leadership within CrossFit use it. You know, it is a kind of a political firestorm, uh, if we're being honest, for anyone that's going to throw it out there. You know, and I'm not taking a side either way. It's just I understand, like, when you say it, you have a big group of people that are they going to start pushing back on the ideology of Black Lives Matter course, or, or yeah. whatever. I'd really like to see, as opposed to CrossFit, you know, jumping into that fray, which I'm not opposed to them doing it. And I certainly want to see CrossFit support all members in their community. And I want to see them support black lives matter, but 
setting aside that, you know, they're doing really great work um, in the inner city. There are a lot of, um, you know, like I think of Steve's Club as a good example mm-hmm. of a, a charitable organization that's, you know, supporting at-risk youth. Um, you know, Easy Muhammad has recently put together uh, one that um, I think it's called the Onyx, uh, Onyx Group, maybe. Sorry, Easy, I'm getting that wrong. Um, but again, kind of doing the same thing. And so I'd, I'd really like to see them spotlight that as opposed sure. to jumping into something that I think has political connotations, good or bad, you know, let's spotlight the things that are going well within the community. Again, kind of get to that spirit of, hey, let's let's really, you know, find the things that are great and get people to understand what that is. And I think they're going to be more willing to support it than the stuff that they're seeing on CNN or Fox News or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And when I say, like, keep it a part of casual conversation, it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, one phrase or one thing. Or I don't need anyone to plant a flag in the sand. I just yeah. want I just want it to not feel like contrived and that's from every big brand. Like, I don't want to, I don't want it to be like, okay. And on Friday, we're going to plan a post to talk about this one thing. So everyone knows that we're like really into equality and diversity. Like just make it a part of everything. Like, you know, today we share an athlete tomorrow. We share an affiliate story. And the next day it's like, you know, one of these, one of these awesome programs and how it's helping our youth just keep it a part of everyday life so that we're not looking back on a, at a portion in time where it was like very much at the forefront of conversation. Yep. It should always be at the forefront of conversation. Yeah. You know, I do think they've done a great job recently. You know, Eric's just brought to light. They want to bring the adaptive group back into the games yeah. and, and more into competitive. And so I think that's an example of like an inclusion piece where they're really going all in. And, mm-hmm. and so that's really cool to see. I think that's a good indication that this is on their radar and a spotlight, yes. I, you know, to answer the question of who are those that, um, you know, aren't doing anything, but should, I'm not sure there's anybody to call out. I think, I don't think so either. I mean, I could give a couple of names, but I, but I don't (laughs) think it, I don't think it's that they aren't, I think it's not on the radar yet. You know, follow me. Like meaning like everybody has a role, everybody has a job, whether you're the director of the CrossFit games or you're in media or you're us or whoever, you know, like it's, I don't think it's, up to any of us to say, all right, you know, so-and-so should do more than they're doing. I think everyone has a contribution and we should value that contribution. I feel like part of my contribution is inclusion and that's why I go into it. I don't think I'm required to do that. I think it's the right thing to do for me. It's like, it's where my kind of moral center is, but um, I certainly don't want to judge anybody else because that isn't where they want to put the focus of whether it's media or, you know, what they do within the CrossFit world. And I do think like as new guy, Eric continues to shape the face of the company um, that will come out. Meaning like people are going to follow the leader. If he wants it to happen, it's going to happen. If he doesn't, it won't. Well, and I get that vibe from him. You know, we think about who are the people who are leading the way and making a difference. It's like, I do feel like new guy Eric is at the top of that list for me because he's willing to sit down and have those conversations and he's willing to be frank and he's just got a good handle on how to communicate those, you know, sometimes tricky waters to navigate. And I, I like that for the figurehead of our, of our sport. So they're hard. It's hard to navigate when you think like we really just all come together to work out. We don't. Yeah. None of us came together to say, all right, we want to start attacking 
issues of whatever, you know, we, we just, right. we just want to sweat and do stupid shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I appreciate the fact that, you know, we also understand that our community at large isn't really a community. What makes us different than Julie Michaels, for instance, is that, we, <laughs> is that we are a community. And part of that community is we all have differences and understanding those differences is important. It makes us better as a community. So I, I appreciate the fact they're going after it. So it's good. Yeah. All right. Can I move on to the next question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This one's also from Andrea. It says, do you predict that new guy Eric will bring back regionals? Um, uh, well, he's all but said he wants to change the competitive landscape, whether that means regionals or not, I can't say, but he did say he'd like to see maybe another level past the open, which I thought was really cool. You know, so like, you know, maybe it's just cause he's, uh, you know, he finished as high in the rankings mm-hmm. and he, he just wants to do more. So maybe it's total selfishness on his part. We'll have to ask him when and if we ever get him <laughs> on, but, um, but I get that, you know, it's like, um, you know, for those that finish in the top 10%. Well, I mean, I would fall into that group. I typically yeah, you finish, would. I finish in the top 10% in my age group. So it would be kind of cool to say, all right, well, now that you're in the top 10%, let's take that top 10% and give them another week, you know, or another four workouts or three workouts and see how they stack rank. Cause it'd be interesting to find out, you know, um, that I also though, you know, I'm enough of a capitalist and a corporate uh shill since i work for a corporation to understand that's also a money play so yeah uh and we do it you know crossfit does have investors now so um you know we'll see where that goes and i think he mentioned they're exploring that so i think it's possible you know yeah i've heard everyone from new guy eric to dave castro talk about you know the the sentimental (laughs) feeling you get when you talk about regionals and how we do need some sort of intermediary step. But I'm pretty sure Dave has said like flat out, we're not going back to regionals. So like the short answer is no, but the long answer is hopefully something kind of similar that we like the format of that we can use as a better qualifier because, you know, the open and this has been, we've talked about this a million times. This is every other CrossFit podcast, so I won't harp onto this much, but like the open was never intended to be a direct qualifier for the games. That wasn't the point. So, you know, putting something back in there, whether it be a regional esque or another online situation or a pathway through sanctionals, maybe I, you know, obviously would get us closer to who the appropriate athletes are for the CrossFit games. I also think it's fair to say that no matter what they want to do, a lot of this next season is just going to depend on the Rona. It yeah. just is. Oh, Even yeah. if they wanted like, to do regionals again in the spring, it's like, well, probably not. <laughs> like, we're not going to be out of mask until the fourth quarter. It's I'm, I'm convinced. Like, I mean, that we're planning our business that way. I, look, I think banks are a pretty good indicator of what the market's going to look like, what the rest of the world's going to look like. Like, you know, we're betting essentially since we're, you know, running the stock market. Um, right on what the future looks like and like we're betting right now on our job what first second third quarter looks like and we're planning to be in masks Mm -hmm. and that means you have very limited attendance probably for any outdoor events and it'll certainly change the way we do it then you know it just kind of is what it is so we'll see you know i hope it doesn't i hope you know i hope the you know the shots work and everybody gets herd immunity and we're good to go but yeah totally you never know Totally. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a moving target. We're going to have to figure out how to hit it just like we did this year. And it shook out pretty darn good. 
Unless you were those like two athletes that had your invitations revoked, but for everyone else, for everybody else <laughs> it worked out, out pretty good. Yeah. Um, speaking of the open, let's move into some open questions. So okay. here's a question from Sarah. She said, what is your approach to the open? Is it just for fun or do you get competitive? Oh, the answer to that is yes. Yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I try to do it just for fun. I always get competitive. I, I, I do the same thing every year. This year, I'm going to do the same. I kind of toyed with the idea because this would be my first year in a new age group to actually RX it just to see <gasps> how I would do. But I also have a pretty f- firm belief that scaling, you know, I don't want to blow up my training for a competitive situation because I'm not a competitor. So I'm going right. to, I'm going to take a hard assessment of where I'm at physically when it happens in February and, and decide then I'm pretty convinced I'll still scale. Um, you know, I, I think if you're, if you don't have the opportunity to, you know, go compete somewhere, um, you should really think long and hard about how many times you want to do those workouts and, what you want to get out of it. I'm not judging anybody for RX in it or, or, you know, doing the workouts three or four times. That's their choice. If they're kind of their life's ambition is to, you know, do well in the open, knock yourself out, pal. Like it's your body. What do I care? But for me, you know, I've got, you know, a five or six day a week training plan that I stick to pretty religiously. And what I don't want to do is go in and do, you know, Dave Castro's 10,000 muscle ups in a wad and find my <laughs> shoulder blown up and, yeah. and blow up my training. Like, I just don't want to do it. And, and yeah. I know how I'm wired. I'm like the rest of you assholes. I'm, I'm so competitive. <laughs> I have to do every wad three times to get the best score. And, yeah. I don't, you know, so I do both. And knowing yourself is the biggest part of how to approach the open. I think, you know, that about yourself, you know, what tweaks your little injuries, you know, how you are mentally and physically, like all of that matters. Like I, I'm an RX athlete. I know that about myself scaling. It would be not appropriate for my skill level, unless it was ring muscle ups, in which case let's just not talk about it. And I'm crying in the corner, but like, I know that about myself and I've never had uh, injuries stemming from this type of open workout. They, that doesn't blow up my training. Like my week is pretty much the same still. So like, I, I don't have an excuse not to, and yet I approach it just for fun. And yet every Thursday or Friday, whenever we're doing it, it's announced and we're doing it. I have the nervous poops all day until I get to the gym. Like I tear myself up mentally and I don't know how to avoid it. I don't know how, because I keep telling myself, like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It's just you against you. And I know you want to do well, but it's not a big deal. And tell that to my guts. Yeah, tell that to the pumpkin spice latte poops that you're taking. Um, like, why? Why I, is that? Like, I can know. I calm my nerves and my bowels? Look, I I struggle with the open for a lot of people, myself included, because I think we take it really seriously. And that's probably that's not a horrible thing. It's just like we blow up our training. Uh, I think you do see I, there's no math behind this. So maybe I'm just talking on my ass. But I do think you see more people getting injured or hurt or just doing dumb shit that they shouldn't do because they're doing workouts multiple times. So there's a lot of repetitive injuries, maybe is a better way to look at it. Um, for me, the bigger impact for people is kind of the emotional impact I see of people feeling like they're, they failed or their training hasn't been good because mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't beat their buddy or <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't score as high as they wanted to. And yeah, that's the only part of it that uh, bothers me a little bit, but um I hope we all, you know, those of us that aren't competitive, we do it for fun and enjoy yeah. it. And the thing I do really like about the open um, 
that I'm not getting right now because I'm training at home is the community aspect. You do Friday night lights, everybody yeah. comes in, you're cheering for everybody. You see people get PRs yeah, more than so you ever fun. see before, which is really so cool. Um, I'd love to see them bring back the open announcements. Um, me too. Cough, cough. Give me yeah, a ring. Cough, yeah cough. give me a job. <laughs> um, you know, I, th- I think that's really fun. Like for people, they love it. Um, there's the excitement of finding out the workout together. And then there's yeah. all the chatter about how, oh my God, this is going to be so terrible. <laughs> you know, how um, are you going to do it? How are you going to break it up? Like all this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much that goes into it that I think it builds the community. I really hope new guy, Eric invests a lot of time and energy into the open, how we all approach it is up to us, but I want the open to really continue to grow and become a bigger event because I think it is another thing that sets us apart different than other communities. So question, do you think that your open performance will be different this year, given that you've been uh, training with your airwave performance mouthpiece? <laughs> uh, well, you mean, will I wear it during the open or not? I'm not sure I'm w- willing to bust that thing out in the middle of the gym. Uh, <laughs> Why? It actually, you can't really see that it's even in. You can't tell that you're wearing it. Maybe. I mean, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about my cardio right now because of it. My recovery is pretty good. Um, You know, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, getting it together quicker. You know, like I'm better, a little better on the assault bike, which there's a low bar there. So bear (laughs) with me, but um, so yeah. Maybe I'm feeling pretty good about it. Like I'm, I, I'm, I really appreciate you going with my segue there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, it is, it is our moment in the show that we get to talk about airwave because they are sponsoring the show. And uh, John and I have been training with these mouthpieces. It's been a really interesting journey. Um, if you've heard any of the previous episodes, you know, I was really skeptical when we got them because I was like, is it going to be like the like chunky yellow boiled mouthpiece I wore when I like played with, lacrosse when I was 12. Um, it is not. And the more you wear it, the more used to it you get. And now I feel a little bit wonky if I don't put it in, if I'm going to like do, especially like a longer cardio piece, like maybe I sit on the bike for 20 or 30 minutes, which is terrible, but it happens or go for a run when it's not like 20 degrees outside. Uh, it feels a little bizarre, not having it. So you get really used to it and it totally does help optimize your, your, um, oh my God, I almost said air hole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a, that's the scientific term, Nikki. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yes. Cut it this did. out of the show. <laughs> your air um, hole. No, when you put it in, it, it kind of like pushes your jaw forward just a tiny bit and it helps uh, like optimize the position you would need to intake air. So that helps with endurance and performance and recovery and all the good stuff. Yes. I would like to say for anyone else, for anyone else that decides to sponsor our podcast, I'd like everyone listening to know that Nikki is a consummate professional and airhole is the proper term. That's what I want them all to know. So go to airhole.com. No, don't type that into yeah. your browser for God's sake. Yes. You're going to get some weird shit if you type in that, but it's airwave.com. A-I-R-W-A-A-V.com and check it out. And it is good. I like it. So, and my airhole proofs. So. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. They're, they're never I'm sponsoring the us again. I'm right. Never, never. You'll never. never hear them on the show again. All right. Here's a question from Daniel Dye. And I'm asking it because I truly don't understand or know the answer, but you will, John, because you're smart about these kinds of things. <laughs> it says, good or bad, or if CrossFit became a publicly traded company? 
Oh, damn. That's a loaded question. Oh um, shit. Really? Did I just open? Well, kind of like, I don't know. Um, I think it's bad. Um, yeah, I work for a publicly traded company. I think, look, I think anytime if I should, I don't know, you could look at it. There's a lot of different ways you could look at this. I'm going to give you the bad the reason why I think it would be bad. Uh, when you get too many investors, you got the public investing, you got shareholders, board of directors, people you got to report to. They're looking for financial return on their investment. That's the bottom line for a publicly traded company, right? People are going to give you money. They want to make money on what they gave you. That's all it is. It's real simple. And so now you have to figure out how you have to monetize. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. And often corporations don't make decisions that are in the best interest of, you know, in this case, the members or even the affiliates in order to do so. They're going to make decisions that are in the best interest of the shareholders because those are the people they're, uh, you know, relying on. Now, the truth is, is um, you know, in the new format, we still have shareholders. You know, there are investors. That, you know, new guy Eric didn't just write a check for this out of his own pocket. There, there are investors in this company, and I think time will tell uh, what kind of financial decisions or the, what the impact of those investors are. I mean, think about it. Let me give you like the really simple analogy, right? If you had X amount of money, you can go put that money into a savings account, and let's just say you know, most savings accounts right now are, are shitty, so they're paying less than 1%. Or you can put it in a CD and earn you know, one to two and a half percent, or you could put it in the market. And, you know, like my 401k, like I'm shitty at investing. I'm not a financial advisor. I do something else in banking and it earns 10% without even blinking. Just, you know, with just my limited knowledge of the market. Right. So if you're an investor giving money to somebody like new guy, Eric, and you know, an asshole like me can earn 10% in a 401k, how much money are you going to expect to make back? Right, right, right. More than 10%. Right. Yeah, like you're a lot ex- more. Maybe. I mean, you're going to expect a decent return on your investment. It may, you know, I don't know if those percentages work, but you get my point. Like you're going to expect more than just what some average small, like, you know, make what, <laughs> make what's great again can pay you. <laughs> right. So he's going to have to make decisions to keep those people happy. Now it doesn't mean, you know, he's going to sell his soul to do that. And he's a damn smart guy. Best I can tell. So I'm not super worried about that, but I think, you know, it will create significant changes for the company long-term when, and if we ever get him on, I got a laundry list of questions for him mm. and like things I really want to know that impact, you know, everything from finances in a individual location to, you know, things CrossFit has done historically that don't work in a corporation. Will he change them? I, I'll give you a good example that we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but a good one is, you know, Glassman, who was, you know, kind of a hippie, and had a lot of great things about him, but but I wouldn't say, you know, business was one of them. He would allow you to open a CrossFit across the street from another CrossFit. He didn't give a shit. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the strong will survive, right? Well, name another business that does that. They don't. And there's a reason they don't. Because those businesses don't survive. They both die. Mm. You don't see Chick-fil-A opening Chick-fil-A's across from each other. And those are franchise <laughs> of business. Of you pick Chick-fil-A. Yes, they have the Lord's waffle fries. They have the there best product on the planet and they don't open them across <laughs> the street from each other. There's a reason why they don't do that. So, you know, I think there is a point when CrossFit's going to have to say, all right, well, based on the, you know, the, the number of people in this community, how many can we allow to open? You know, like, I think mm. that's a very real thing. And and, uh, you know, I do think he, it sounds like he's putting a lot of thought into 
how much that affiliate fee gets the affiliates, like what is the return on their investment? And so I think there are a lot of good things that come from this too. Publicly traded, I don't think is the way to go. I think the way they have it set up right now is probably okay. Um, You know, but you know, again, time will tell. I wouldn't take it public, but you know, I'm also in retail banking. I'm not a financial advisor. So I'm sure there are other people that could argue with me and, and you could debate this for hours really, if you wanted to, but that's my humble banking experience. I'm so glad that we just let you talk because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Daniel. I bet John will know. Let's just see what he has to say. I, I, look, if when and if we get Eric on here, I have a hundred questions down this rabbit hole for him. I would love to hear his opinion. He's a smart dude. Oh, like, yeah. You know, huge props to him. Like, you know, there, I'm sure there are things I'll critique him on, but, you know, the ability to run a business is not one of them. And I'm truly curious about what some of the changes from a, a structure of, you know, how they hand out affiliates is going to be and, you know, what that, you know, what it's going to cost an affiliate owner and how they plan to generate more revenue and, and all of those things. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think you got to take it public for the, this company prints money. Yeah. You don't like, you don't have to take it public to make more money. That's why you take companies public is to, you know, make more money. Like you don't have to do that here. You know, this is a company that, you know, will grow if it's, if it's done correctly. And so, you know, my heart tells me it will, but we'll see. I just want to know like what his favorite donut flavor is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, out here like asking the real questions. The okay. Tough question. Well, okay. ask that question. Hey, look, I want to, I got I want to know a lot of that stuff too. I think it's just important to know. I want to yeah. know how people are wired, but yeah. Anyway. All right. What's um, the next question? Okay. Well, we have a couple other really good ones, so we should do this again, but I'll ask one to kind of like finish up here. Okay. And it's a follow-up to the Jillian Michaels video. This is a question from Martin and I'm, should I even try to butcher this last name? I'm it, sorry, Martin. It's Campuihisen. Jesus Christ. Definitely it. This is the same woman that said air hole. So we, oh you guys God, have to I'm forgive her for not being. Martin, able- I'm sorry. We should ask everyone to record videos on how to say their names. Anyway, <laughs> Martin's question is on the Jillian video, basically, why the F do we care what one lady says about CrossFit? It's all assumptions and anecdotal. And I think that's a legit question because plenty of people were kind of like, why do we give a shit? Why are we even talking about her still? We're giving her more attention by talking about her. Like I've heard a lot of those points being made. So what do you think? Are we though? Is it anecdotal and assumptions? I mean, that's, those are the things you have to ask. Like I thought it was intentional. It wasn't Mm -hmm. for me. It wasn't anecdotal. It wasn't, she's out here making assumptions. This was a coordinated attack. Coordinated attack. It was. Look, I make the joke all the time, you know, that, uh, or I've said it often that, um, I view people that pick on CrossFit, like people that pick on my baby sister, like I'm allowed to make fun of my baby sister. You're not allowed to make fun of my baby sister. Right. And in my this brother case, would agree totally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I hope my baby sister listens to this, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, I, it felt like a coordinated attack to me. Like you, here, here was my viewpoint on it. She's got, we'll call it, you know, a million, well over a million followers or, you know, at least on Instagram. And she's got way more than that. When you start factoring in all the other sources of media she's in, not to mention mm-hmm. the bazillion DVDs and everything else that she sold. Right. So she is truly influencing people. And I want you to think about the time that we're in right now. We're in a pandemic, people working out at home. They can't get into the gyms. They can't get into CrossFit. They can't get into the gym to try it. 
What time of the year are we in right now, Nikki? Fat fat season. Fat season. What happens in January, Nikki? Uh, resolution season. Yeah. So what are people thinking about doing right now? Joining gyms. Yeah. Right? This or is at least they will in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking, all right, I'm going to eat my ass off for like yep. between now and Christmas. Yeah. And then I'm going to join the gym and get back in shape. And so they're, yep. they're already making their buying decisions. This was coordinated. This is her going, okay, there's a type of person out there that wants to get in shape fast. They want to uh, do something that looks like it will provide results. CrossFit looks like it should provide results. When you look at the people that do it, you look at the games athletes, you see the you know videos and photos that are out there. You know, people look like rock stars to do it, right? So it's very attractive. And there's certainly a, a huge group of people. You know, I view them like like all of us. You know, former high school athletes or A type personalities. Like, okay, that looks fun. I'm going to go to do that. Right. Yeah. She's out here going, all right, if I can paint this and I'm putting words in her mouth. So, you know, if her lawyers hear this and decide to sue me, they can go screw themselves. But (laughs) I'm speculating (laughs) if I were her, (laughs) I would be viewing it and going, all right, if I wanted to get those followers, how would I do it to get them to start using my app? Because they have to work out at home anyway. Uh How would would I do it? I'm going to paint it as dangerous. I'm going to paint it as the coaches are poorly trained, which by the way is not true. Right. Uh, I'm going to paint it as these guys have no structure and there's no real plan behind what they do, which is also not true. Right. right? And those are the things she did. And then you're going to turn around and go, oh, by the way, I have this app and it's really awesome. And if you work on it for seven minutes a day, you're going to have awesome abs and look like me. And by the way, she looks fucking fantastic. Amazing. She's yeah. goals. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Like, you know, she looks great physically, like, Great. So it's a real short trip for people to go, well, I'd like to look like Jillian Michaels. Mm-hmm. And she says CrossFit's dangerous. So why should I do it? And if you go in and look at the comments on that video, it confirms what I'm telling you. Person after person after person in there going, oh, my God, I've wondered about this forever. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're uh-huh. the professional. You know. And that's oh. my problem with it because she is the professional. She yes. should know, but she doesn't know. Actually, I think she does know. Well, of course she, she does. She's just saying she doesn't know. So all those people will go, great, I'll sign up for your app for uh-huh. whatever it is. Yeah, I think that is my main argument when people are like, why? We're just giving her more media and more attention. Like, why do we care what she says? And the, my answer is because of the damage she's doing to the potential people that could benefit so much from having CrossFit in their lives because of the clout and the recognition and the experience that she truly brings to the fitness industry. Yep. Um, oh my God. I just saw Bean run over to you in the background really? and totally just, I was like, ah, oh, look at how cute he yeah, is. But yeah, she, she brings a lot. She brings a lot of value and she's done a lot of great things. This is not one of them. <laughs> this well, is a thing she's done that sucked, but like you can't take her past away from her. You can't take her experience or her clout away from her. And when someone like that says something like this to quote your episode title, she's full of shit. And that does damage to the overall community of people who could benefit. That's my take on why I, it's, I think she's care. missing. I think she's missing an opportunity. That's where I think she's really dumb. She thinks CrossFitters only going to CrossFit. We do a lot of shit. We if do everything. Were, if she were providing other things that she actually is very talented at, she actually could be providing supplemental programming that CrossFitters would use at home. 
mm-hmm. that we absolutely would use it and think, totally. you know, if we, she were willing to, you know, expound on her, her actual knowledge. Uh, now I will say she has like, maybe she doesn't know. Cause I went out and did the wad that she purported wrecked her and it was, I did it. I did it today. I did, did it you? just this afternoon. Yeah. How was it? You, we- you wiped the floor with me. Yeah, but didn't did you do it, re- it in like under five minutes? Yeah, but did it wreck you? Oh no, it was fine. It's like a warm up, right? It's like, but it took wh- me six minutes. Yeah, okay, it's a warm up, Nikki. Like yeah. you could you could do it two or three times and you wouldn't be wrecked. Like that's I the actually point. I actually did it before class and then I took well, like at home class, but then I took class. Yeah, that's why I care. You know, for me, it was a coordinated attack to make people think that what we do. Uh, is dangerous. It was not like she's trying to pull people away from CrossFit. She's trying to keep people from trying it and in the middle of a pandemic. And I think whatever fitness you decide to do, whether it's Jillian Michaels, Tony Horton, who I love, um, CrossFit, Orange Theory, Spin Cycle, I don't give a shit. Go do something. Get off the couch. Yeah. Go do it. Enjoy it. You know, get be a part of that community. Love it. You know, but don't um, shit on other programs. Yeah, I don't care what they do. I, I heard, look, a lot of her stuff's really good. A lot of it's dumb, but a lot of what we do is dumb. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> you know, I did a workout. We're not at my out house here throwing and, the first stone, though. Yeah, so. look, I did a workout at home today. When I was done, I was like, okay, that was stupid. Like, you yeah. know, looking back on it, it was just poorly programmed, and that happens. And you know, she's got a lot of experience. I just like to see her. Um, you know. Just leave us alone. <laughs> that would be fine. But leave she, CrossFit alone. We did make her employee of the month, though, for we her did. contribution to make pods great again. And our last episode being the highest rated thing we've ever done. So thank you, Jillian Michaels. For, I was uh, really hoping that I would be employee of the month this month. But you'll, okay. you'll likely be the next one. But we'll see. <laughs> OK, great. We shall see. Well, we have a bunch of other great questions, but I know we're running short on time. So we should do this again. Um, if you want the opportunity to weigh in on these questions, join us over on our Patreon. We would love to have you. Um, you know, we publish things early. We do some special Patreon only content. We send stickers out. It's, fun. it's a good time. It's yep. a good time. All the good stuff. And the Beans yeah. Besties t-shirts. So those yeah, are those yeah. are good too. All right. Well, it's been fun. Next time we'll uh, we'll spend more time talking about your Cracker Barrel trip. But if you guys can go oh. back and you guys can go back and listen to the last episode, she did talk about it. But I want more details on Cracker Barrel at a later date. So. I have so many new recommendations <laughs> on how to try grits, and I feel like an yes. idiot for not knowing that in the beginning. We'll we'll do some grit talk next time. Sounds All right. good. Well, good seeing you, Nikki. For everybody listening, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight, and we will chat with you guys soon.